chapter 30 real quick. Now we're going to be going through some scriptures, so try to keep up with me this morning. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, mainly the message is going to focus on fear this morning. One of the, one, the, one of the biggest things that we have to combat is fear. Amen. Fear will try to come upon you and overtake you. And with the day and the hour in which we live, amen, it just seems like the enemy is trying to strike fear in the hearts of God's people, amen. Uh, fear can come in many different forms. Uh, you know, uh, you get the news from your banker, you get the news from your uh, doctor, maybe you get news from your family, whatever the situation is, and one of the first responses is, uh, what am I going to do? Uh, and fear will fear will stop you in its tracks, stop you right there in your tracks, amen. Fear will cause you to freeze. It will cause you to just uh, uh, literally want to just bury your head, cover your head, and literally hide yourself, amen. But we're going to look real quickly at this because I believe that, uh, you know, the Word tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear but power, love, and a sound mind. God is, is, does not give his people fear, but he helps us to overcome fear. Amen. And I, as I was kind of looking over this and reading some scriptures, you know, I can, I can, my heart once again goes out to this family that's dealing with this. Uh, but I, I was looking at it and I, I was brought to the story of the father that brought his son that was dealing with, uh, 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 an unclean spirit, if you will, and the 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 remember the story that the the father brought the son to the disciples and was wanting the disciples to cast this thing out of the son and they couldn't couldn't do it and then here comes Jesus upon the scene. Jesus walks up and the father comes to Jesus and says, and, and of course I'm paraphrasing here. He says, you know, Lord, please help me, help me. I, I I brought my son to your disciples and they couldn't do anything and this thing comes upon him and it throws him to the ground and it throws him in the fire and it throws him in the water and it you know it just uh, does terrible things to him and I'm at my I'm at my, the end of my rope here will you please help me and and Jesus says look uh, uh, if you can believe then all things are possible and the father with all the faith and all the strength and all the courage that he could muster at that time and I can relate to this man at this point you know he says Lord I believe but help my unbelief I, I believe, but there's part of me that, that just, you know, that has my doubts. There's part of me that's uncertain. There's part of me that's still, still fearful. There's part of me that's still unsure. Amen. Is anybody else? Uh, there's parts of I want to believe with everything that's within me. I want to have faith and I want to stand firm and I want to stand fast in the word. Amen. But there's circumstances that will arise and it's like, Lord, I want to believe. I want to have faith and I want to be strong. But I I, I, help my unbelief. Help me when I'm having my doubts. Help me when I'm having my weaknesses. Help me when I'm having my struggles. Help me when I'm, I'm, when I'm feeling down. Amen. And so, you know, God is always there. But fear, I, I, can I be honest with you guys? Pastor sometimes gets on to me. I, I, I tend to overshare. So, <laughs> one of what can I can I say this one of the biggest 
hindrances I have is a fear of failure. A fear, a fear of failure. There's times when I should, I should move ahead and I should take a chance. You understand what I'm saying? But that fear of failure has stopped me in my tracks. That fear of failure of not succeeding or me trying something and it, it not working out. And then having to face my family or my friends or my church and kind of, you understand what I'm saying? And kind of coming with your tail between your legs and it's like, well, you know, you shouldn't even tried that. That's, that's one of my biggest fears is a fear of failure. And I'm just being honest. Is that okay? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we're all human. We all have our, it, but that's one of my, one of my biggest, is a fear of failure. It's fear of stepping out in faith and it not working out and then having to answer, well, you know, you weren't smart enough, you weren't good enough, you weren't this, you weren't that. Okay? So that's one of my biggest fears. But we all have our own issues, whatever it is that we deal with. But the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. But power, love, and a sound mind. And the Bible says that, 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 that you know, over in First John, I believe it is, that Love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. If we're walking in love, if you're walking in love, you shouldn't be afraid. Now, if you're not walking in love, maybe so. <laughs> but if we're walking in love, if we're walking in the Spirit of God, we shouldn't be afraid. And the reason I say that, I want to, uh, fear will stop your blessing. Fear will stop your blessing. Over, over in Deuteronomy, I want to take you right quick, and then we're going to go to Numbers real quickly. But Deuteronomy chapter 30, and uh, 31, excuse me. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Moses is uh, in verse uh, 1. It says, Then Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. Also, the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over this Jordan. So Moses was, he's telling the people, look, I'm 120 years old. I've gone as far as I can go. I went, I, 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 I went as far as I can. And not only that, he says, I can know. Basically, he was telling them, I, I have trouble even getting up and going. Amen. I mean, I, I, you know, he says, my, my body is just, you know, his, his wore out. But he says, moreover, more than that, he says, the Lord said to me, Moses, you brought him this far and you're not going any farther. You've ran your race, Moses. You fulfilled your mission. He says, but you're not crossing over this Jordan. And he goes on, and he says, 
and let's let's just uh, skip down. And he comes and he says in verse six, "Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord God He is one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you." And then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, "Be strong." And of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. So Moses stands before all of Israel, and his message is, don't fear. Now, if you go back to the book of Numbers, you'll see where Israel had come to the land of Canaan. And you see where Moses had called the spies to go out, the 12 spies to go out into the land. And they went out and they seen that the land was good. Everything that they needed was right there in Canaan. Everything. Everything that they needed. There was food, there was water. Listen, there was houses already built for them. Because God says you're going to go and you're going to, you're going to t- possess this land and you're basically, the houses, is al- the houses are already built for you. You're just going to go in and assume ownership. Now you wonder, well, why would God? Because the people that were leaving the land were not honoring God. And God says, I'm going to move them out and I'm going to move you in. Everybody with me? And the spies go out and they search out the land and say, it's a wonderful place. It's, it's, it, uh, everything we need is right here. But, but, there's giants in that land. He says, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. And 10 of the spies came back and said, we can't do it. There's no way. I, I, Moses, it's good land. Everything's there, but we, we are afraid to go in. We all know the story. There was two. Joshua and Caleb said, that, hey, let's, let's go. Right, amen? To the point they wanted to even stone Moses. Right? Fear and unbelief had stopped them from taking ownership of what God had for them. And we think it's strange that things occur in our life that will bring fear or cause us to doubt or bring a little unbelief in our life. It's because the enemy is trying the very best that he can. We read what the Word of God says. We know God's promises in this Word. Right? Who does God God say that he is? Who does God say that he is? He's Jehovah Rapha. I'm the Lord God that heals you. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm your provider. I am Jehovah Shalom. I am your peace. Amen. I am your righteousness. Jehovah said canoe. I, I, am, I am Jehovah Nisi. I am your banner. I am your victory. 
if you will. God tells us who He is. And what do we do? We don't believe. We look at the giants. We look at the problems. We look at the issues. We look at what's going on around us. I don't know what the doctors have said, but God says you're healed. Amy, same to you. I don't know what the doctors have told you, but God says you're healed. I don't know whose bank account is under attack right now. But God says, I shall provide for you. I'm your provider. And you shall lack no good thing. That's not me speaking. That's the Lord God Almighty telling you. This is who I am. This is what I want to do for you. Now just receive it, walk in it, and get up and go. But we still sit. And we want to banner it back and forth with each other. I mean, we do. I'm, I'm, the first thing you want to do is call somebody and tell them your problems. I mean, that's just how it is. You don't call somebody and pick up the phone and say, well, you know, I'm about to enter into the promised land and it looks good and I'm headed on my way and the giants are there waiting. No, you, start, you pick up the phone and say, well... You, you say the same thing that the ten spies said. Well, it looks good over there. It looks good over there. But have you seen the size of what's on the other side of that fence? Amen. Have you heard the doctor's report? Have you heard what the lawyer said? Have you heard what the finance company said? And that's what you want to talk about. That's what you want to dwell on. It is human nature. But God says don't think about those things. Put your things on Christ. Put your focus on Jesus. Fear will stop you right where you are. It will cause you to pause. It will cause you to, to freeze. It will cause you to lock up. And that's what Moses is telling Joshua here. He says, I want you to be strong. I want you to be uh, uh, courageous. And I, I want you to be full of courage. And I want you to not fear. Don't fear. The Bible says don't fear those who can destroy this body. What, Sandy? Go ahead. Yes. Amen. There again, God does not give. I want to I get you guys gone. David, David, I want, I want you to, because there's answers to fear. There are answers to fear. 
And let me say this too before we go in further. Joshua, as they enter in, as they're about ready to enter into the promised land, the same thing that Moses told Joshua right here in Deuteronomy chapter 31, Joshua is told by God himself at going in as they get ready to cross over in, into the uh, Canaan there. God himself comes to Joshua and says, Joshua, I'm going to give you the same message, boy. You heard it from Moses, now hear it from me. Be strong. Be of good courage, amen. Do not fear, amen. But go forward and possess the land that I'm giving you. God would tell you this morning, I want you to go forward and possess the things that I have set before you, amen. God has set blessings before you and He expects you to possess them, amen. Now, it's the enemy's job, it's his description. He's going to try to do everything that he can to hinder you from possessing God's blessings. I got a few scriptures we're going to look at there real quickly. But over in, uh, I believe it's 1 Samuel. Uh, look there. You know, that's the one I didn't write down. No, there it is. It's 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. David, King David, we know that... The, the, uh, they had come in and captured uh, the, the people while the, the army was gone, basically. And here we are, they're, the people, the, the guys are wanting to stone David. And the Bible says that David strengthened himself. And there, you, Thank you, Ben. Give me a big help back there. <laughs> Everybody thought Ben was sleeping, right? He's paying attention. <laughs> And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters. You think David wasn't a little bit afraid when the people were talking about let's just pick up some stones and take care of this problem? See back then that's how they took care of problems. If you, got, if you messed up with the, you didn't go to jail. You didn't get to lift weights and watch TV. You got stoned. Amen. But it says David encouraged himself in the Lord God. In the midst of all that was going on and the people were wanting to... You know, I can only imagine... See, I would be the dude wanting to find the perfect rock. You understand what I'm saying? That's how, what, uh, what is the term, uh, Ronnie, ADHD? AD, a, what? AD, a, yeah, OCD, that's it, OCD. That's how OCD I am. They talk about stoning. I'm, I want to find the perfect rock. Not just, I want to find the, the, you understand what I'm saying? So in the midst of all this, and the people looking for the rocks, to stone David with, David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's how you combat fear. That's how, it's not by calling so-and-so and discussing the problem. It's by David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David said, y'all do whatever y'all have to do. I'm taking my matter to God himself. 
Y'all talk about this. All you want to talk about it. You go find that perfect rock, whatever you want to find. I'm taking this matter to the highest authority. See, while y'all are out there looking for rocks, I'm going to the... There's no higher authority that I can go to than God himself. I'm taking this matter straight to God. The rest of us are out there looking for rocks. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, having said that real quickly, because I'm, I'm going to... I got to get Adam gone. I want to take you real quickly to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We know this scripture. We're going to look at it once again real quickly. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle, wrestle against... That's my old wrestling uh, coming out of me there. <laughs> Where's Marcy at? Oh, she's in the back. All right. Anyway, for we do not wrestle... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spirit, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, I, I do want to stop right there for just a second. As we looked at four classes of angels this morning, you can look right here at four classes of demonic forces. All right, uh, four classes. I want you to have an understanding of this. All right, there's four classes of demonic forces right here. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Principalities is, is an angel or a demonic uh, entity, if you will, that is in charge, if you will, over large areas. Yes, over large countries, large nations, or empires. You will see this described over in Daniel chapter 10. I believe it's verses 11 and 12 where Daniel prays and the Bible says that uh, there was an angel that finally came after 21 days to Daniel and he said, I was, I, uh, God heard you when you first prayed, uh, uh, Daniel, but I was hindered getting to you by the prince of Persia, amen. And that there was a, a demonic force, if you will, that hindered this angel getting to Daniel and he says I, I, he withstood me for 21 days until now we're talking about the archangel again till Michael the archangel came and helped me and he says now now I've come now I'm here to give you the word of God amen so principality is an area is a demonic force over a large uh, country or a large empire amen and the Bible says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against these principalities amen folks when you understand what you're up against amen it is not that you need to have fear but you need to have faith amen you need to have faith amen because over in Corinthians it tells you amen that, that we are not we are to pull down strongholds amen 
We are to pull down. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty for pulling down strongholds. Amen. It is our responsibility to begin to pull down strongholds. But let me continue. I digress here a little bit. He says, but against principalities, against powers. All right. Now that word powers there. Uh, is uh, energy or force. Now, I don't have time to get into this, but we may get into this a little bit in Sunday school. And then it says, uh, against rulers of the darkness. What would you think rulers of the darkness is? Uh, when I hear rulers of the darkness, and now these are demonic forces that will uh, have activity. Think of the drug cartels. Think of the abortion clinics. Think of pornography. Think of anything that you would associate with darkness and there's going to be a demonic force over it a demonic force over that amen and the Bible says that we're, put, we're to put on the whole armor of God to be able to come against or withstand amen these things see the church we, where are we at what are we doing We talk about it. But how many of us have been trying to pull down the strongholds of these, of these things? Literally, I'm talking about in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you in all the faith that I can muster, amen, to pull down these dark forces, amen, that whatever may be around. But we're caught up in the bless me. Nah, I won't go there. <laughs> One of the, some of the some of the most favorite prayers of Christians is God bless me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God bless me, and I, I'm guilty of it as well. I, I am, but you know. It, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but it, you might not spend all your time on it. Amen. You might want to switch it up every now and again. I can only imagine how tired, how tired God gets of the, you know, God bless me prayer. <laughs> I, I think, listen, y'all have to forgive me because I say I, 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 there is basically no filter from here to here. <laughs> so, once it comes in here it's just a matter of seconds before it comes out here <laughs> you know but uh, you know I, 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 I can only imagine God sitting up on the throne just shaking his head thinking I, how many times have I heard this God bless me prayer <laughs> you know, how many times is this person going to be able to say this, this prayer? Anyway, once again, I got to hurry. 
against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I don't have time to get to this. We'll get back to this stuff here because it's very interesting when you begin to break it down. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may, able, may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And then it goes on to give you the armor of God. I encourage you to put on the armor of God daily. Put on the armor of God daily. Amen. Um, I do want to leave you with Colossians, okay? And I might leave you with Corinthians. But it says in Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter 2, it says, Having wiped out the handwriting of the requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he, Jesus, has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over over them in it amen so jesus has already defeated these principalities these powers this this uh, uh, uh spirits of darkness amen he has already overcome them and he has given his church the ability and the weapons to overcome these same things that would try to hinder you in your walk and affect your life today. Amen. God wants to encourage you today to begin to walk in faith. Amen. To get out of fear. Listen, y'all know me. I could go for another hour with this. Right, Sandy? Sandy's saying, yes, 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 but don't, don't, don't. Amen. But God wants to encourage you this morning. Amen. God wants to, to bring you up to a place that maybe you've never been before. Amen. God wants you to inherit and possess that which he has promised unto you today. Amen. God has in store for you unimaginable things. Amen. God's goodness knows no end. Amen. And God has no limits. Amen. And God says whatever you have need of, I have already know it before you even ask me. He says, I already know what you're going to have need of I know that you're going to need healing in your body and it's already been paid for amen by the stripes of Jesus this morning God says that he has already made provision for healing amen through the stripes that Jesus took upon his own back amen he has already made provision for God says I know that you need to pay your bills amen but more than that I want you to have more than just pay your bills amen I want you to walk in the blessings of the living God. And God has in store, there is no shortage of God's goodness, God's mercy, and God's grace. Amen. But God has things that he wants you to possess. And I encourage you this morning to begin to learn how to possess the things that God has in store for you. Amen. One of the ways that you can possess these things is to get up and praise God in the midst of the circumstances. Amen. When the armies uh, begin to surround, I believe it was the, the nation of Israel years ago. It might have been Judah. I don't remember now off the top of my head. And I believe it was King Jehoshaphat. Amen. And the Bible says, I want you to begin to praise God and, and be called all the worshipers and all the praisers together. And it says, I want you to begin to give praises even before, amen, anything happens. And when they begin to sing and praise, God disbanded that army that was against them amen so one of the ways is just get up when even when you don't feel like it and say lord i i choose to praise you this day 
in the midst of my struggles and in the midst of my problems, God, you're still God and there's none like you. And I will praise you in the midst of the storm. I will praise you though the wind is blowing and the sea is churning. God, I will praise you in the midst of everything that's going on. For you alone are worthy. Amen. And so I encourage you this morning. Y'all know, well, y'all might not know back here. These guys on this side, they know I could keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Even Richie's got a grin on his face. He's saying, I know too. So, <laughs> But God is good this morning. Walk in the blessings of God. Possess that which God has for you. Amen? Take ownership of the things God has in store for you. It's not going to be easy. Rarely is anything good ever easy. Rarely. Yeah. And there's always a price to be paid. Pastor, there's a price for the anointing, right? A lot of people want to walk in the anointing, but they don't want to pay the price. Looks good. Looks easy. Looks fun. They don't know what the cost was. But I encourage you to begin to walk in those blessings. Amen.